0: Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and this week, instead of talking about a variety of ills that are affecting society, I thought we'd look ahead a little bit. Uh, People are talking about the future. They're talking about the 2022 midterm elections. Republicans are hoping to reclaim control of the House and Senate, or at least one of them. Uh, It's very close, Uh, even though we got caught up in the presidential election uh, from, from last year, one of the bigger victories that we didn't talk enough about was gaining seats in the House. And the House and the Senate really are hanging by a thread for, for Democrats. And we've seen plenty of evidence to support the possibility of a, a distinct red wave hitting one or both. And if that happens, that could really uh, hinder the Biden administration. Um, But speaking of the Biden administration, speaking of the future, the question today is, should Donald Trump run again for president in 2024? And if he did, uh, will, does he have a chance of winning? I, you know, I thought about this for a while. um, And it seems to me that at first, especially right after the election and you know, just a few months after, it did seem like most right-wing voters, most Republicans, conservatives, and even a lot of independents were hoping that he would run again and calling for him to. And there are still plenty who are. Now, it, it feels like it's not as 100% on that. A, a recent poll uh, I saw showed that about half of of Republican voters would want Trump to run again, um, which is about right, I think. you know We have our little echo chambers on, on the internet and, and on Twitter and Facebook and, and on social media, so it feels like sometimes, especially when we're talking to people uh, mostly who think the way we do, that, uh, that everyone wants Trump, but that most polls are showing that's not necessarily the case, although he still retains plenty of support. Uh, And in looking at the current administration, I've said this many times. Biden is not right. Um, I'm I'm not saying he's demented now. I'm not saying he's completely incompetent right now. I I, I think there are signs, uh, very clear signs, that the media is doing an excellent job of covering up. And his handlers are doing an excellent job of covering up. Uh, You will notice how he does uh, press events. They're very, not only are they... um, carefully orchestrated in terms of how he deals with the press. In other words, you know, there's set questions that they're going to ask. So he knows the answers. He's got a lot of notes all the time. Um, Reporters have even complained about not being able to ask spur-of-the-moment questions, questions off the cuff, questions that Biden isn't expecting. These are all bad signs. The president should be able to field such questions, and his team has gone out of their way to put him in that sort of situation as little as possible. That is not a good sign because it means they know something that they don't want us to know. Um, you will notice that as his conferences, press conferences, that they go a little long. His handlers will pop right in and say, okay, that's it. Um, you know, he's done for the day. You know, it's kind of like caring for your elderly grandfather. Okay, he's done. We're, we're done for now. We're, and they sort of trundle him off the stage. And Democrats can say he's fine all they want. Uh, it's, he's not. And there are clear signs that he's not. Uh, I don't believe that he will get through all four years without any problems, you know, without some sort of slip that they just can't hide. And at that point, you start thinking about Kamala Harris as as president, in which case that changes uh, to some extent anyway, and perhaps a significant extent, the uh, environment for the 2024 presidential election. Uh, with Harris in there, uh, it's, it's a different ballgame. Um, although, of course, she parrots a lot of the same garbage that Biden does. Biden is mostly a puppet president at this point anyway, so it's not like you're going to hear anything new. Um, but, let's face it, if anybody had a brain who was voting for Biden, that's that's a question, who voted for Biden in the last election, they should know that that was uh, a sort of, I would, a veiled vote for Harris. Um, even if Biden makes four, he ain't making eight years. Um, you're voting for Harris to be in the White House and to be in some form of control, if not all control. And that's really what you were voting for. But anyway in terms of whether or not Biden would face Trump again, and whether or not he should run again. Um, I've gone back and forth on this a few times. But my answer is going to be no. And I know, as usual, I'm always good at alienating alienating listeners, because I have a lot of very hardcore right-wing listeners. But I also have a lot of independent listeners, a lot of libertarians, a lot of people who are disillusioned with the GOP, and a lot of people who really are like me and don't think that Trump is the best option to go against Biden again if we want to get any semblance of control back in this country or any sense of, any semblance of common sense. Um, the, the first problem is he, he's going to be too old. Um, we've already seen, we see it with Biden, we see the ravages of age. Those of us, those people who are old enough know what it looks like, what it can feel like, what, and, and we're just, it, these people are too old. We need some younger blood in positions of power. We, we, this is just, this is getting tiresome. It's, it's, it's iffy. It's risky to have people who are older in in charge of so much. I'm not saying that Donald Trump is in any way uh, damaged or, or compromised mentally. Um, he's not in the best physical condition. I've brought this up several times, um, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be fit enough for it. What I'm saying is, there's no way to know at his age. Things happen very, very quickly. People who have uh, elderly relatives know this for a fact, just how fast a decline can begin. And, you know, four years is a long time at that age. Uh, eight years is obviously an even longer time. And it's difficult to predict what, what can happen. Um, and I really just think he's, he's too old. It, it's, not, it's not the best idea for the country when, when we get up into those ages. Uh, that, that's the first thing. The second thing, last year, when uh, I predicted that Biden was going to win, by the way, I'd like to remind people of that. And I know people are still saying, you know, he didn't win, whatever. Either way, it was tremendously close election. And when I predicted that he was going to win, I said the only real upside to a Biden victory might be that things might actually start to calm down a little bit. Uh, I know Trump is 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 a force, and he's a lightning rod, and in many ways that's a good thing. It, it was able to um, he was able to stir a lot of things up that needed to be stirred up. He was able to gain a lot of followers expressly because of this, and I understand all that, and I understand we needed it, especially then. Um, but it reopens floodgates that I don't think we want opened again it, it's going to make it even worse what what we saw when trump was president was an explosion of ultra left wing uh initiatives and organizations and campaigns from politicians to industry to entertainment to, to schools and i'm not saying it's going away because biden's in charge now what i'm saying is it was a lot more contentious now that they're in control they're Fat and happy, and they're doing their socialist crap, and they're just steering the the country off a cliff, and that's what they're doing, and they never seem to notice that this is what they're doing. Um, But the level of hostility has sort of abated a bit, because we don't have anybody who's really fighting this in, in any position of power. We have some state governors... Uh, and some state leaders who are standing up against this. Some GOP members are standing up against this. We have some new blood in the pipeline that wants in, that wants a shot at, at taking down the liberal regime. But, you know, you you don't feel constantly attacked just because you're a Republican and conservative and you voted for Trump. Trump supporters were always attacked and maligned. And they still are, if you speak up about it. But because he's not in office, because he's not there... Um, there's less of just bad feeling floating around. And I hate to say that because he did do a lot of good things, but at the same time, it it was a double-edged sword. And it made a lot of people crazy. <laughs> he made a lot of people nuts. Uh, honestly, on both sides. And um, given how things are right now, I, I don't think that's the best way to get things back on track. He He's a fighting force. He's a... He's, he's, he's going to be just as arrogant and brash and, yes, and other things, patriotic and, and respectful to, to our military and veterans as he always was. Trump will be Trump. But the thing is, I would say yes, run again, if he was open to changing a little bit in the way of his approach. Uh, I always stood for a lot of the things. I backed a lot of the things that he proposed. I just didn't always back the way he went about it. I thought it was unnecessarily confrontational sometimes, and that really pissed people off. And again, unnecessarily. Um, Fighting only gets you so far. Constant fighting between two sides only gets you so far. Democrats accuse Trump of being the opposite of of a president that pulls for unity. I didn't agree with that. I think they were they were the ones who were splitting the the country right down the middle and still are. But putting Trump back in charge means they're just going to ramp up the rhetoric even worse make it even harder on right-wing individuals just to state an opinion. They're just going to clamp right down with all their great power and influence over entertainment and media and education and just make things 25 times worse than they already are. And what we found when Trump was in office, the problem is if we don't get the Senate of the House back, right, and if Trump ran and won, what would he even be able to do? You know, the House and Senate would block everything. Even if the House and Senate were split, it's so difficult to get anything through that that's anything uh, substantial. He'd have to do a whole bunch of executive orders which no one's really going to like and they only have so much impact before, you know, they could be repealed or whatever or argued against the courts and all that. You know, the the president only has so much power if the other parts of this country are not behind him. Biden has the benefit of having everybody behind them. All the powers are behind him. If the president has that, then yeah, okay, great. Everything's hunky-dory. They're going to pretty much do what they want. Putting Trump in there isn't really going to help us much. It's not going to change much. If everything else stays the same, they're just going to kick it up even more and more and more and drown him out to the point where he can't do anything. The House and Senate will block everything. Education will get worse. The media will be more insane. They'll go after him and and right-wing voters more than they ever have before. Entertainment will double down. It will it will just become a mess. of It'll be worse than, the, than his first four years. And regardless of which side you stand on, I'm not sure the country can handle it. I'm, I'm not sure we're in a position prior to this. When we were talking about Hillary Clinton getting in there and coming off the Obama years, prior to this, I think I think Trump, we needed a Trump. We needed somebody in there like that to shape things up and say, we're not going to go quietly into the night. This is ridiculous. So All this has to stop, and we need a real fighter out there to call everybody out on this crap. Well, we got that. Um, I'm not sure how much good it did us. Uh, there's certain things he did that are still in place that um, that, are, that are great. But look how quickly the Biden administration is turning all of that away and, and shutting it all down. And look what he did with the border. It didn't take long. It took weeks. And all of a sudden, the border erupted again. And this all after trying to build a wall, all after spending years of trying to get uh, illegal immigration down, trying to deal with it somehow. And you know, taxes that are looking to jack the corporate tax rate back up. It's always a push and pull thing. It's a flux thing. If the, if the person who comes back in, if the person who comes in after the president is on a different party with different powers, he's going to do the opposite. It's so partisan right now. Trump had the ability to unite people, but without, with all the powers against him, that power is greatly diminished, I'm sorry to say, and I I don't know how we can deny that when we look at the country as it is now. So I have never believed that unity comes from endless fighting and protesting and one side smashing another side and endless just accusations of racism, which is all Democrats know how to do. It's no surprise to me or to anybody that just because Biden is in the White House, suddenly everything's more unified. It's not. And it's not going to be so long as all those powers outside of the White House continue to push the rhetoric. Which brings me to the point, doesn't even matter who's in the White House. The outside powers, the media, education, entertainment, they're so hugely powerful and influential in this country and in the world, the world over. How much does it really even matter who's really running the country? How much? What has Biden really done? He's pulled a lot of crap. He had a lot. Of, yes, the executive orders went out of control. I admit that. And hence we have the border issue, not to mention a bunch of other issues like taxes, which are going to be springing into into being because of the whole. Pandemic spending packages that they claim are going to be offset by taxing the rich, which never works, ever. That's Democrats' answer to everything tax the wealthy until they're, that doesn't work. Then they just move, they hide and move their money. They send it overseas. They, they, they they won't, they will not let you do that to them. You think that's going to work. And you think they're all just going to bow to the lash and say, sure, take 60% of my, that doesn't, they're not going to do that. They're they're hugely powerful and influential, these people. They have a lot of pull. They're going to move and hide their money around. You're never going to get anywhere close to what you think you're going to get out of them. That does not work. So that's going to happen. They're going to try it again. And again, it never works. He's got his little Democrat playbook. Um, And it's scary that the Senate and House are, are still technically blue. That's the real issue here. You know, we really have to focus, I think, more on the midterm elections in 2022. If we can take back either the Senate or the House, either one, this becomes a much bigger problem for Biden. If you took back both, this is going to be an endless stalemate from here to the end of his term. It's not going to get much of anything through. Certainly, the more uh, uh, extreme the, the proposal is from the squad or some other bunch of idiots up there, the less likely it is going to go through if Republicans control uh, one of the... One of the uh, either the House or the Senate. And Biden will be, I wouldn't say rendered ineffective, but he'll be largely stymied, which is what Trump will face if he went in and faced a blue Senate and House. The, 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 The way it is structured in this country now is one just wonders how much power the president has and how much we really have to worry about that when we should be worried about the direction the country is going based on the other powers that be Uh, spreading rhetoric and propaganda and lies and and people accepting them as truth. That's not Biden's doing. That's just the ultra-liberal left going nuts on the other powers and everything that we see in entertainment and education and the media. When those three things are just constantly shoving a certain rhetoric and propaganda down our throats and the majority accept it as fact with zero statistics to back it up ever, or manufactured statistics, skewed statistics, then we have a big problem. Personally, I don't think Biden is our problem right now. I mean, he is a problem, but I don't think he's our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is what's happening with what's being spread to us. And it's not being spread to us via Biden. It's being spread to us on our cell phones, on our screens, uh, in our cars as we drive down the road. It's being spread to us on the Internet. It's being spread from every source that has power. And they're telling us all the same thing. That's what needs to be... That is the That is the uh, fortress that needs to be cracked into somehow. Now, Trump, I don't believe, is going to do it without help. And I don't believe he's the right man for the job in this particular instance. I think we, we saw what happens when he's in office. And I don't believe he's capable of change. I think Trump is Trump. And that's a good thing in a lot of respects. But... Right now, I just don't think it's going. I think it's just going to make things worse. I, I, I would support a lot of what he's going to push once again. But once again, how long will it last? How long will anything that he says, how much will it be twisted by the media? How much will all Trump supporters and all right-wingers be maligned and stepped on even more than they ever were before? I think what we need is a, a Republican president that... Does, is not a lightning rod, that does not invoke such feelings of hatred from the left that I'm not saying is more moderate, but perhaps more moderate in his approach, more diplomatic, more, uh, okay, it's, it's much more difficult to find fault with this, for this man or woman, uh, because they're, they're not, you know, saying certain insulting things that Trump would say. And it makes it more difficult on the media to twist their words into something that they're not. And people with brains will look at these people and say, well, they, you know, I don't agree with some of the things that they they're saying and doing, but I don't think he's a total jackass, which is what they so many people said about Trump. So somebody like Iran DeSantis or somebody like uh, Kirstie Noem, you know, um, those are people that while certainly they're going to have their enemies in the, in the Democrat Party. They are perhaps better positioned, have a better, um, I don't want to say personality, because Trump's personality is effective. It's just, again, not for this particular situation. I think they just, they're more acceptable, I guess is the word, to the left. And maybe they won't be so heavily attacked. They're going to be attacked to a certain extent, and their policies will be. But personally, it might not be as big of a thing. And they might not associate uh, people who vote for that individual as being just like that individual, right? The, the commonality now is, okay, you voted for Trump, you must be just like him, and you must love everything he stands for and all that, and by by default, I'm going to hate you. Um, I, it's idiotic, but that's the way Democrats think. If you put somebody in there who's a little less... Uh, bombastic, a little less over the top, um, you're not going to get the same reaction. They're going to still push their rhetoric. They're still going to push their agenda. There's no stopping that. But what you're going to be able to do with the right person in there and with some help from the House of the Senate, right, you might be able to make some strides back towards reversing this insane trend that has brought a country to its knees. It's the only thing I can think of. Trump is an option, but I think he's a dangerous option. Um, I, I just I don't see it working out well for anybody in in the long run. So I'm sure there are plenty of people who disagree. I'm sure there are plenty of people who say he's our best uh, hope at beating Biden. I don't believe that. I think honestly, I think if he tried to run again, I, it, it, there would be such a smear campaign launched against him and against all conservative like you've never seen before. That there'd be no chance of him winning. Especially if you believe that election integrity is still a problem. You know what I mean? If you believe that, and if, and if it's actually true to some extent, and they do it again, that's good. it'll erupt in civil war. You know, it's it's just too scary of a thought to have him run again. It's It doesn't... I think... I'm wondering if he's thinking the same thing. I'm wondering if he's thinking he'd rather be sort of behind the scenes, like if DeSantis DeSantis ran and got in, for example, and him and Trump are very close, much in the way that Obama is acting behind the scenes with Biden, it could be that Trump would act behind the scenes with somebody like DeSantis. I think that might be the ideal situation. You know, he's sort of, he's out of the limelight. He's not constantly, you know, riling people up, but he's there sort of whispering in DeSantis's ear and getting things done that way. That might be the best possible possible uh, option for us. Uh, they say Mike Pence could run. His his dwindling support means that he probably won't. Um, Noam is another good option. I've heard other people floating possibilities out there, but th- the bottom line is I think we need somebody younger. I think we need somebody to get excited about. And I think we need somebody that is maybe per- a good personal relationship with, with Trump, A good maybe a good professional relationship too, and have those be sort of a, a quiet tandem at the top, so to speak. Um, I really think that's, Our best bet. Um, I just don't see it going well with Trump back in the position of ultimate power. I I just don't. I I really, it worries me. Put it that way. And not because of him. As so much as what it will create, what it will kick off. So anyway, that's, um, that's my spiel for today. I'm sure some people will be saying, oh, you're just a coward and you don't want to fight and you don't want somebody in there who is a true fighter. Yeah, whatever. You you can say that all you want. I'm I'm trying to find the best solution here. I'm not a politician, um, but I do want to find a way to derail the the liberal insanity because it's it's taking us down a very dark path. So somebody's got to do something. Uh, But anyway... That's it for this week. I I urge you to share with friends and family. I don't do any um, bad content or explicit content. Um, It's always, you know, you could listen to it at work or in front of kids. I don't do ads. I don't ask you for your email. Do any of that stuff. Respect your privacy and all that. Um, And I do just one short show a week, so feel free to subscribe. It's always free. And uh, once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you again next week.